Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I am very excited to have Renee Kaler, founder of Black Sheep Teas on the show. Renee, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here because I know a little bit about Black Sheep Tea and love what you are doing with the brand. For anyone who does not know Black Sheep Tea, can you give us an overview of what you're all about? Absolutely. Um, Black Sheep was created with the void that I kept finding of having a richer tea drinking experience, meaning... um, more flavor, more nutrition, more freshness, something that was going to help me connect with myself and also connect with others during this tea drinking experience. And your teas are handcrafted, all of them, correct? They are. They are all um, hand-filled. Initially, I was thinking that I was going to create ease by blending all of the ingredients for one blend together in a bowl, and I'll just scoop them out from there. But as I got really in touch with the process and the ingredients, I realized and noticed that so many of the ingredients have different weights. And by the time you get to the end of a loose leaf tea canister, you have a different tea than the beginning because you have all the heavier weighted ingredients at the bottom. So noticing this, I take each ingredient scoop by scoop and hand fill the sachets, which are then hand tied, and then we fill them into the canisters. And even that is a process that we don't miss any details because the sachets are so full because we use whole ingredients. Sometimes it can be tricky to fit these large tea sachets chocked full of ingredients into them. So it's a fun challenge at the end. You really take every aspect of your business to to heart in terms of making sure that it's personal and intentional, I would say. Like that's so intentional. You recognize the fact that a canister with just all the blend in there, it's not the same integrity almost of tea versus your food's first scoop versus the last one. Um, and you've really decided to like address that in your specific teas. I think that's really special and I think that's really like unique for what a lot of people are doing out there. What led you to decide to run your business like that? Like, has product integrity just always been a really big piece for you? Are you a very, like, connected person like that? Like, what made you decide to do that versus a lot of other people? Let's be honest, they recognize the same thing. And they're like, heck, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to hand fill it. I'm just going to throw it all together. Is that just Renee's DNA? It kind of is Renee's DNA. I don't know how to turn off paying attention. I mean, it, it literally hurts my being 
I can feel it physically. And just like how I described the ingredients feeling heavier, I could feel it. And it just was so not right. And it reminded me and triggered me to every time I've been in a restaurant and ordered a tea on a cold, we live in Colorado. So on a cold winter day, it's almost necessity to have something warm. Um, And then I take the first sip and to taste something that is so lifeless and doesn't have that love attachment to it. Every time I consider the details and I make my work just a little bit harder, it really is triggered by those experiences that really left me wanting more and feeling left out and feeling like maybe I should just have alcohol or maybe I should just have coffee. But sometimes you don't want those things and you just want to be. And that's what my teas do. They let you be um, and really connect with yourself. And those ingredients trigger the nourishment that your body needs to really go to a deeper place, of whether it's relaxation, whether it's process, whatever your needs are, I feel like my teas are created to be there for them. I love that. Again, I just get this like pure, like very intentional piece about everything that you do, which I, which I love. Um, and I see that come across. Well, everyone has always told me how deep I am. And I think one of the things I wanted to do was create a non-substance based as far as it doesn't create any altered state um, drink a, to create a beverage that like was as deep as I am. And I really focused on flavor because I know that not everybody wants to go emotionally where I always want to go. So I really focused on doing that with flavor. I feel like if you really, really um, enjoy all the different notes of the ingredients that cultures have used for centuries, I mean, these are the basis of my blends. Um, they really just create and provide something so much more rich and deep in the tea world than anything I've ever experienced. I definitely get this deep piece. I definitely get the intentional piece. I am going to assume that you probably bring that into your life as well. And that helps you in your business. I could be totally wrong, but if I, if I am right, can you talk to me about some of the pieces that you do just for like self-care, if you will, that allow you to bring this level of intention and this level of detail into your business? I think one of the main things is creating space um, for my thoughts to really check in and to see what is there. I think most of us are going through the motions or using distractions to not feel anything that might be there that could be uncomfortable. And I really believe it's only uncomfortable until you get used to the process of allowing it to have space. And once you allow it to have space, the judgment fades and you, it's like a muscle. You start to build it. You let it be there and you can either act on it or not, but just giving it space is restorative in itself. So I do find that um, the restorative needs that I have, usually space feeds it, fixes it, 
without doing anything. I think a lot of people get intimidated by meditation um, and, and other activities associated to that. And I really don't label it anything other than just sitting and seeing what's there. And it's great if you can focus on the breath, but truthfully, some days I'm a little overwhelmed and maybe I'm a, my brain has too much noise to even focus on the breath. And again, not putting expectations, just being there. Um, that's probably my main go-to. Um, I, I do do other activities, yoga and hiking, but it's really like on days where that's not even going to fit, that space is enough. That's great. It's that space to let things ruminate and come to come to whatever they're supposed to come to, right? <laughs> no right. I think that is also where my T's come into play. Um, for some people, just sitting there isn't super comfortable. So having that incredibly loved um, flavor, loved in creating um, every aspect of it, it's kind of like a friend being there with you. It sounds a little corny, but that's like how much I care that I want you to feel, even me in the tea, that you're supported. And just sitting there with the tea, I'm telling you, is if you allowed yourself that, you would feel better afterwards with just doing that. I want to be sitting here with a cup of tea right now. As we're talking, I'm like, yes, I want to like, I want to enjoy this right now. Right. That's it. That's, that's what the whole thing is about. Oh, it's great. It's great. Talk to me about, about the journey that you've been on here. Uh, a lot of people start their business and it's not always roses and butterflies from day one. We get lots of lessons along the way. And I can tell you're definitely someone who looks at things as lessons versus anything but that. Challenges they might be, but they're lessons at the end of the day. What's been one of the biggest lessons that has helped you get to where you are in the business right now? Um, I would say surrender. Um, It seemed that most of my, um, besides all the no's that I got, (laughs) besides that, I was the one getting in my own way with expectations, with expectations, with expectations. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that if I could go back and just stop all of the times where I thought my packaging proof would be done at a certain time and my prototype would look a certain way and if I just would have recouped all that energy, I got into thinking it needed to happen a different way on a different timeline. Oh my goodness. The process would have been just filled with so much more joy. So it was really, um, it became obvious with the last packaging run that I had, it took four months longer than it was projected to take at the beginning. And because of COVID, it was 15% more expensive than the actual quote, which when you're buying 8,000 T-tubes, 15% is a lot of money. But again, it's the expectations. If I just could roll with it when they told me it's 15% more, it's the reaction. Like, just find the 15% more. It might not feel good, but it's going to feel better if I don't have a tantrum first. So I think that really is the piece that this whole tea business 
packaged goods company is teaching me is it's not even about the teas. Um, they're helping me grow. This process is helping me grow. Um, really looking at how I react to every vendor that says no or yes or maybe. That's where all the nuggets really are. It's in the daily journey, um, making me a better person with this and knowing I don't need control to feel safe as a business owner or an individual. It's been good. I can tell that you, you're like, you're having fun in your business. I am now, thanks to you, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, because it did not feel very fun for many, many months. And then we connected and the work that I did with you was just beyond anything I could have imagined. It just brought so much expansive energy and that piece of joy that I was missing with needing control and my expectations dictating a lot of the process. Uh, you really helped me with that just by allowing my authenticity to the brand really shine and know that that was enough. And I didn't have to be anything other than that. And the more I tried to be, the more I was putting energy into places that were not serving me or my product. Right. Well, thank you for saying that. I've loved watching you grow. It's been so much fun. And like, honestly, I see you having, I, it's just gotten easier for you. Like things just seem to like become easier and easier for you as you have been more just true to yourself in your business. I think that's a really, I think that's a really special piece and it's really tough for people sometimes to just be you in your business and you've been able to really allow that to happen and and things are things are fun now which is great. They're so fun and it's so interesting because I can feel when it when I get a few large orders done and then I hear a little bit of silence and I can feel the self-doubt creep in and then I reach out to a retailer that isn't aligned with me. And I observe the frustration. And then I remember all of the work that we've done. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like, don't go after people that aren't my people. It, like, it won't be fun. And then I go after my people. And even if they say, not right now, because we're busy, check back in January, just the communication with my people is just so much easier. I don't even have to hear a yes every time. It just feels just complete, like a family. Like it's just been great to have these connections, whether they bring me on or not. Um, and that's really what the whole black sheep tease thing is, is about your tribe, finding your people and, and not putting pressure for them to be anything other than what they're ready to be at that moment. But you never know down the road what they might bring to the table or what you might bring to the table for them. So it's really, um, brought that deep element that I love, even in creating the teas into the relationship with my vendors and my retailers. It's been beautiful. And you have a pretty, like, you've got a great way of connecting with your retailers. Can you, can you share with everyone how you are finding a lot of your retailers? Cause I don't think a lot of people are going about it the way you are and it's, it's working for you. I'll be honest. I never would have imagined finding my people this way because I am not a social media person whatsoever. I mean, at all. But I really felt this pressure to put my 
toes into Instagram at the beginning of this year. And I was pleasantly surprised by, for one, the control I had with the content that I was exposing myself to. That was enormous peace. Once I realized that I actually had the control, that as soon as I saw some feed from someone else that didn't feel good, I immediately unfollowed them and just kept my my own followers and who I followed really tight. And I would work on engagement, um, authentic engagement on different posts, um, really kind of started little relationships. And before I knew it, I felt comfortable messaging these companies, these small businesses that were obviously aligned. I was joking with my friend the other day because she showed me a gift box company that she um, thought that I should be a part of. And I joked, but I was serious. I'm like, but they don't have any crystals or tarot cards. Like, and so it's funny. I really started to um, search for the people that were carrying the crystals and tarot cards because they are not afraid to go deep. So it really was um, finding my people just by reading their posts, their stories, uh, watching how my body responded to it. If it was a positive response, I would continue to engage. And then I would wait until it felt like it was time for us to partner. And it just has been smooth and enjoyable. And it's been interesting too, because once these companies, these small businesses have brought on my line, the engagement that we have afterwards has been awesome. Just to comment on the posts when they show my teas. And it's just been so much more fun. It's like, I never liked marketing, but doing it this way is just, again, it's just been more authentic to who I am as an individual. So it doesn't ever feel like work. I'm not super comfortable exposing myself. I'm still working on that. But what's been great is these small businesses exposing me for me. I don't really have to do much. I just repost all the lovely things that they're saying about me and my teas. So that's been super helpful as well. That's so great because I think a lot of people see social as like this one-way piece and you need to show up this way and you've allowed it to be how you want it to be. You are, Renee, I just, I love how you are so intentional with your business throughout everything and you find the ways to make it aligned. And you just, you make it more fun that way. Like, yeah, there's things that aren't always the best that we always want to do in our business, but you've been able to find ways to like find joy from it and do the things that are really, truly aligned. And it's, everything's just gotten easier as you do that. Well, I also think that that joy piece is where the sustainability comes. I mean, this is a pretty labor intensive um, business that I've created. <laughs> I'm still like, thinking, hmm, maybe I should have rethought this whole hand tying thing. But it's actually the hand tying sachets is one of the things that I get the most feedback about that people just love it. They just, it it really makes them feel comforted and cared for just that little piece. So if I'm going to continue to work my body as hard with the process, I have to make sure it's fun. I have to make sure that I'm finding fuel 
in other areas and connecting to these retailers and really um, having the support from them and me to them. It's just, it's been incredibly helpful for um, the whole process. Talk to me about what's next. Uh, what do you, what are you focused on moving into the next year in your business? Um, that's really interesting. I would have to say the focus is pretty much right now on the labor piece. As I am growing and getting more orders uh, physically, I'm just not able to keep up. So I did bring somebody on and we are talking about bringing a third person on. So really focusing on that surrender piece, because if I'm going to continue to grow and move forward, I'm going to have to let go of control in a lot of places and really trust in my instinct with the people that I'm bringing in empower them. Um, So it's going to be interesting to watch and feel for me to take the back seat in areas that I've taken the lead. Um, Really focusing on being more of a a leader for the team versus the person doing everything. Um, So finding my place that serves the company the best and trusting um, that the people that I bring in care as much about the product as I do. Um, I'm so intentional in all that I do that I wouldn't bring someone in that didn't. And really um, the let go, I feel like that's what's next. Every time I let go, it creates space for something to come in that serves the business and me. I can't wait to watch you grow. This is, this is great. And you're so Letting go is a difficult thing for a lot of people in the business, especially when you are so intentional and that's just who you are. Letting go can be a challenge, but as it's already proven to you, every time you do and you make space, something new appears that you and the business need, which is great. It's true. I'm, I feel it's hard to even describe what it would look like, but if every business owner could really incorporate more surrender. I mean, it's a piece that constantly brings something good to the table. It's never once. I've never once said, oh, I would have, I wished I would have gripped that more tightly. Right. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> so when I'm not sure what to do and there's um, a dilemma, whether I can't find uh, an ingredient, which has been challenging with COVID, every time I step back and do nothing, the answer is solution surfaces. But when I keep pushing and I keep pushing and I keep pushing, I become exhausted and the answer is so muddled with noise that I can't even see it. Mm. So when I just stop and give it space and usually go to bed, (laughs) it's there in the morning. Okay. So I'm sure some people listening are like so uncomfortable with this. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, all right, I got to surrender more. Like you, you will walk away and go to bed. What are some other ways that you've done it that you've allowed yourself to surrender and just like taken a step back that people might want to like test out if they're pushing, pushing, pushing right now and they're not getting what it is that they're looking for. You, you know how to surrender. Can you enlighten us with some different ways that people can test out how to surrender in their business? Sure. Um, One thing I hike 
that's one way I find surrender is I step away from the business completely and do nothing business oriented. So I will go into the woods, trees. I mean, oh my goodness, the um, majestic energy that they have. There's no way you can be miserable if you're walking in the woods, no matter how big your problem feels. So the perspective that the forest brings, I highly recommend. Time is the other thing. I give it time. Sometimes I even um, specifically set out a time period, 24, 48 hours. I'm going to do nothing with this problem. So right now I can't find cardamom pods that are reasonably priced whatsoever. And I have enough and I'm not going to keep beating this problem every day. I'm going to do nothing. And I'm going to trust when I am really ready to be out that something will surface. To not keep putting all of this energy and time into this problem that obviously can't be solved today. I don't know that it can be solved tomorrow, but I really don't need to worry about tomorrow's activities today. So I feel like a lot of times with this cardamom pod issue, I'm not allowing myself to do any searching on it for the next seven days. So that creates more space for the activities and actions that really need me and my attention. So I think sometimes that surrender and yes, knowing that we might have a future issue, but I'm going to surrender and trust that it will all work out. It always does. And the more I spend energy worrying on it today, the more ineffective I am with the tasks at hand. So I would say forest and time are the two things that when I'm not sure how to let go, if I just use one of or, two, or both of those parameters, it's done for me. That's great. That's going to help a lot of people because I know it's a tough one. And business owners are often taught to just like push, 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 push. And let's be honest, that's exhausting. And I love what you said where it's like that just exhausts you for the tasks at hand in the current moment. So step back, go for a walk in nature and come back to it when it needs to be come back, come back and like visit it again, right? Well, I think a lot of us don't realize how much fear of the unknown mm. comes into play. Yes, I will eventually run out of cardamom pods, but I am not out today and I won't be out tomorrow. So it's really the fear of the unknown that's taking over my energy. It's not the actual need for them to be here right now. So really uh, also breaking down, what's my truth here? What's the truth of this problem? It's uncomfortable, yes, but does it mean it's even a problem? So I think we misinterpret discomfort sometimes for problems that need to be solved when many of them don't need to be solved at all, especially within a 24-hour period. Yeah, too much energy is being put on things that don't need our attention right now and too much stress. And if we can remove more of that, everything just becomes more enjoyable. You're more focused on what you're doing. And yeah, you can get to more of that that fun piece and things will sort, sort themselves out. They always do. They always do. We are an amazing species. We do not just lie down. <laughs> and to have more trust in ourselves is really what it's about. And I feel like that's what this 
little cheapness is teaching me is how resilient I am. And the more I trust, which is that surrender piece, the more I grow and the business grows. So many gems, so many gems. What, um, if you had one piece of advice for someone who is on their journey in the food and beverage world right now, what, what would you share with them? Well, it's really what you've taught me to tap into is know who you are and your brand extremely well. Know that that is enough and don't veer off of that. Don't try to be anything but that. In the beginning, I was really focused more on large grocery chains. I thought that was going to be the way. And I found out that was one of the most exhausting ways. <laughs> um, it's Their margins are smaller. I mean, everything about it was just more uh, fatiguing. The amounts that I had to produce. Um, so when you worked with me, I really realized who my people were. And they were small independent shops. And when I got aligned with my brand more of why I created it and who it's for. And it was just incredibly energizing for me that I didn't have to be anything but that. And anytime I tried to be anything but that, I was going to end up tired. And really that joy piece wasn't going to be there for me. And it just has been so enlightening. And this, the really, the confidence that it, it has brought to me has just been a piece I, I didn't even think about um, because my brand is me and I'm so proud of my brand. So I can't not be proud of myself when I'm proud of my brand and I know that I'm completely aligned in it. And that pride is, it's so interesting when I'm knocking on the door to someone who doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't really feel good. I'm like, ew, like, <laughs> it's a little shameful that I even wanted <laughs> us to partner together. So it's so interesting to really use my, my brand as a foundation to come back to, to reset. Um, it, it's very uh, nurturing to have that peace to not veer off into a land of retailers that I just don't have any business being in. So I think that would be the piece. All those months that I was knocking on the doors with people that didn't get it. They didn't, they just, for one, they didn't really even understand that tea could be any different. So it was just really amazing when I pulled all of that energy back from those people that I don't want my my product with, with them anyways. I, I want it for the people who are like blown away by herbs that can taste so incredibly fresh and that are blown away by having a hand-tied sachet that's huge floating in their teacup or mason jar because I always recommend mason jars because it fits more water. And we put so many whole ingredients that one cup isn't going to cut it. Like you can have 20 ounces of flavored joy versus, you know, what most little tea sachets flavor. It's not that much. So it's a different experience. Renee, this has made me fall in love with your brand even more. Thank you for sharing your story and sharing all of this. I think you've given everyone a great example of what being intentional and surrendering and being 
in flow and true to who you are can really create for your business. And, and I'm excited to continue to watch you grow in the right places in the places where your people are and where it feels good and it's easy. Right. Right. And thank you. I mean, honestly, that true to yourself piece, it has been everything. It's been the catalyst of growth and joy to my product. So you're really the one who helped me tap into that. Well, I'm so happy to have been able to help. And and thank you for saying that. This, This is why I do what I do. I do it so people can live true to what they're doing. And so when you succeed, that makes me feel just as lit up as you're feeling right now from it. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Really. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Renee, for sharing your story on the Food Founders pod- podcast. And uh, oh, before we leave, where can people find Black Sheep Teas? As they've listened to this, I'm sure they're like, I need to get my hands on this. Where can they find you? Well, I do love connections. So I recommend that you go to blacksheepteas.com and email me directly from the contact page. I would love to find out where you are and then I can connect you with a local retailer. Um, You can buy them on my website. I do have a shop, but I know that a lot of people are trying to buy local right now. So I do have some independent shops around the country that are incredible and have phenomenal gifts along with my teas. So um, I I probably would say go to blacksheepteas.com, contact me. And I'll connect you to a local vendor or um, we can use my online store. So I look forward to hearing from some new people and getting you connected with the most rich, deep tea drinking experience you could ever imagine. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Renee. Um, And I look forward to hearing lots of people's experience with, with Black Sheep Tea. Thank you so much, Ainsley. This has been wonderful.